This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. This is the latest installment of 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reason. My next guest, man, I'm happy we got him on. Number one on the field, and we're going to get to the speed. I mean, Eastern Washington, they need to just hand in the rock. Nothing against Etienne, <laughs> nothing against, you know, uh, Montreal, but 76 yards and 76 yards. Arizona to Florida. That man literally went from high school to walk down the street. They go Arizona State. Now he went them Gators. The great Ricky Pearsall. What's going on with you there, Ricky? How are we doing today? I appreciate you having me on. Well, I appreciate you coming on, now, Ricky. Before we even get before we even get to the athletic ability, man, who the hell taught you how to peel bananas, man? What's going on with this banana peeling, man? What, what's up with that, man? <laughs> what you talking about, man? I saw I saw a video that you was making a smoothie, and you even said, "Listen, this is how I peel bananas." Uh, what you asked me about? Oh, you saw that video? Yeah. Uh, I just heard it's like that's the right way to peel a banana. I I, I think I heard like monkeys peel a banana that way, so I think it's easier. So I just tried it. It worked for me, so I just continue to peel it like that. <laughs> Ricky, you were obviously a you know an incredible athlete coming out of Arizona. Started your career with Arizona State. I want to say you was coached under Herm Edwards um, when you was out there at Arizona State, but then you jumped in the portal. What's the biggest difference? People always hear P five football. I mean, I respect it all, mm-hmm. but what's the biggest difference in Pac twelve football and SEC football? I mean, I think football is football at the end of the day, you know. Um, I think the biggest uh, difference between the two conferences is just the traditions that are behind it. You know, um, I think the the traditions here in the SEC just run deeper than the, in, in the Pac-12, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, it shows on game day, you know, everybody pops out for the games and, you know, the fans are loud out there in the stadium. So I think that's the biggest difference. Well, what was the biggest adjustment coming? I mean, it's, listen, it's hot in Arizona. I've been to Arizona. I've been to Phoenix. I've been to Scottsdale. It's hot, but that humidity yeah. What was the biggest difference coming from Arizona to Gainesville? Yeah, I mean, you said it, the humidity, really. Um, I remember first day of practice, me and Baby J, we were arguing about uh, uh, what practice would be harder and hotter. And I said Arizona, you know, I told him I'm used to the heat and stuff like that because, you know, it gets pretty hot over there. But, you know, first practice, I ended up cramping calves both locked up <laughs> by the end of the practice. <laughs> now, Ricky, you are a guy that obviously highly sought after coming out of the portal, a guy that starter coming from the portal you are you are a guy that's looked upon to be able to help guys like young hendo and those guys transition when you talk about college football how how have you embraced that role because coming from one team to another team sometimes it's figuring out what my role is going to be but they thrust you into a leadership role really really quick yeah i mean other guys welcomed me in right away as soon as i got in the building and i really you know appreciate and thank the boys for you know doing that for me because you know it's a hard transition you know be going from one locker room to another but um, you know, coming into that room, I, I thought I brought a lot of experience, you know, and, and a lot of knowledge to the room. So, you know, I just try to, um, you know, give knowledge when when they're wanting to accept it. And, you know, when, when they ask questions, you know, I'm there to answer for them and, you know, be a vocal leader in that group. And, you know, I think we all kind of bounce off each other in that room. And I think it's a really healthy uh, uh, position room for sure. Billy Napier, a guy that's all about the details. I don't know what phase y'all in. Y'all, y'all go through more phases than a person that's trying to get professional help. I love it, but y'all got thirty nine phases. I don't know what phase y'all in now, but what are your, what are your, uh, what are you? You had a full year under him. What are your impressions of Billy Napier? 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't even had a full year under him, really. I got here in the summer, so, you know, I'm still experiencing what it's like to go through, you know, spring ball an entire summer with him. Um, um, I mean, the the fa- foundation that he's doing right now is the um, – or the phase that he's doing right now is called a foundation. So, right now, you know, we're just lifting, you know, getting to know the new guys. There's a lot of new guys that came in the first day that we got here. Uh, back together in our first meeting they had all the new guys go to the front of the room you know introduce themselves and tell us about a little bit about themselves so I think that's really important right now and that's the phase we're going through is you know getting that building that bond and you know lifting some weights right now and you know getting faster so that's the foundation phase that we're in right now. And Ricky how, how different is that like you've been on a lot of football teams obviously we we know each other but Billy Navy, make sure you know everybody. No, no, no. You're not going to just know your position group or the quarterbacks or the offensive side of the ball. You're going to know the equipment, man. You're going to know uh, the nutrition, man. Talk about being able to know these guys top to bottom, who their parents are, what they like to do. And I heard you guys have to go up to the front of the room and kind of introduce yourselves to everybody. Yeah, so he does this thing called Know Your Teammate. So, I mean – it's either after practice or even before that when we're training. Um, you know, you got to be able to identify who your teammates are, you know, know their name, know where they're from, you know, the, the city that they're from and the state. So you really got to know everything about them. And um, after the end of the practice, he'll have three guys come up and you got to uh, and then he'll call out random people and you got to be able to identify who that is, you know, and uh, where they're from. And then also even before that, he even uh, tells us, you know, when we're walking through the building, make sure that you, you know, greet somebody, ask how their day is going and, you know, start a conversation, build these relationships with everybody in the building. Cause you know, these are the guys you're going to be seeing every single day. So having that, you know, bond is really important for not only him, but all of us too. Probably Ricky Pearsall, number one on the field. I mean, Mr. Do it all that receiver. We finna, we finna get into it. Now Ricky, this is the most impressive thing I saw with you last year. Yes. You, you a different dude with that ball in your hand. Like, we've seen that again Easter Washington. But I see the 33 catches. I see the 661 yards, five TDs, 20 yards a catch. You were averaging 20 yards a catch. Talk about being, you know, because this was an offense that was built on running the football. We get it. And obviously you guys on the outside got to find a way to separate when we get to the passing game. But what do you pattern your game off of? I mean, all the highlights that I've seen you going through uh, spring practice or, or the practice in the summer, you a silky smooth route runner, man. I mean, I can see it. You're like a natural hands catcher. What do you pattern your game after? You know, route running, I think that's really the most important thing. I mean, as a receiver, you got to be able to run the whole route tree. I think that's the most important thing. That's what's going to get you open. You know, that's our job is to get open for the quarterback. So I think that's where I pattern my game. And, you know, you just got to break it down to the finest detail. Eastern Washington, Ricky, they they call it. They finna call the end of the round, jet sweep. I don't know what they got. I don't, I don't know what the play call is, but you know it's coming to you. Like it's one of those plays who obviously as a receiver, you want them to call, you know, if it's past running, nothing against Montreal and uh each you like, look, bro, I want to kind of be 64 to give y'all 40%, give us 60%. But the play comes in. You know it's coming to you. Do your eyes get big? Do you say to yourself, I got to make something happen with this thing? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm just yeah, kind of give me the ball kind of guy. You know, I feel like coaches want guys like that on their team, you know, that want the ball every play. So, you know, when when my name got called, you know, I just got to execute that opportunity that I was given. And, you know, I actually chew gum in the game. So I'm just relaxed. You know, and I'm just I had the full confidence that, you know, it can break at any time. So, yeah, but breaking is one thing. 76 yards is another thing. I don't know who the old lineman was. You kind of set the block up. You kind of started on the inside. Went to the went, went back to the outside, stiff arming at the end. And my thing is, I'm like, nah, I know Ricky's fast. And like I said, Eastern Washington, love y'all. Appreciate y'all coming down. 
But at what point did you realize, bro, this thing is about to break? Like, because you don't know what's going on on the left side of the ball. You're on the right. You're coming from right to left. When you get to the left side, you think to yourself, oh, my God, this thing is wide open over here. Yeah, I mean, as soon as he tossed me the ball, I mean, I really thought it was going to be a touchdown. <laughs> so before the play even started, I really thought touchdown. But really when I, you know, broke to the left side, I just saw a bunch of green grass. You know, I saw Kingsley running down, Big Rich. So, you know, I know with guys like that in front of me and the O-line that we have, um, I, I know it could break at any moment. It could be a touchdown. So, you know, I just followed those guys and, you know, made, made a play when they came in. You put on a route running clinic against Florida State. I mean, it, it was – it was, and, and, I, and I'm seeing it happening. The, hard, the hardest catch for any receiver to me is a nine route on the sideline. That's the hardest catch because you ain't got no room. I got to be able to set them up at the line, stay skinny, and give, myself, give myself, you know, some room to make the catch. But you put on a clinic. I mean, coming into that game, obviously, you got welcome to the Florida-Georgia rivalry, Florida-Tennessee, Florida-LSU. But we don't like them boys from Tallahassee. We respect them. <laughs> but we don't like them. What what was that atmosphere like? You know, at Dope Campbell going out there putting on putting on one of your best uh, best performances. Yeah, no, it was really cool. You know, all the guys, you know, before the leading up to the week were telling me what this rivalry meant because you know it was my first year, and so you know I just go and trust those boys and go into it just like how they are. You know, I, I don't like them now, so that that's what it is. You know, and you know the atmosphere was really good. You know, their fans all popped out because they know what the game meant to them, and and you know. We, we about to fight to them, but, you know, we, we didn't finish in the end. But, you know, next year we got we got to rebuild and come back at it. And we got their uh, – on the on the week schedule, we got them circles. So. Speaking of coming back, I mean, you are one of the biggest decisions this offseason. People are thinking, what is Ricky going to do? What went into that decision to say, look, yes, my talents are good enough to go pro, but, I mean, I got some unfinished business. What went into the decision uh, to come back for your senior year? I mean, all kinds of things, you know, there's a bunch of aspects that go into it. And I, and I honestly went back and forth with it. And that was probably the hardest thing. And, you know, I just trust Billy Napier and, you know, what he's doing. And I think he's in a, you know, going in the right direction with everything. And, you know, I think that we got a really good QB room. You know, we got merch in there now and, you know, Jack was looking good. So I'm excited to, you know, get to work with those guys. And, you know, it, it's a brotherhood over there. And I'm just excited to get back to work with my brothers. Ricky, man, what is this new facility like? I mean, I saw when they unveiled it. I haven't had the chance to get down there yet. I saw y'all boys. Y'all got these futuristic looking lock looking lockers. I don't even know what I said. I don't, I don't know if that's a locker or a first class seat on a freaking Delta flight. These things look <laughs> crazy. But now y'all got nutritionists. Y'all got a pool. You got whirlpools. You got hot tubs. You got cold tubs. I mean, do they have to kick y'all out? Like, Ricky, what? Get the hell out of here, bro. We know you got an apartment. You cannot stay here. Yeah. What is that new facility like, man? No, you could really live in there for real. If you really wanted to, they got about everything in there. But I honestly, when I first got here, because when I first got here, we were still in the old facility. And I thought that was nice. You know, and then they're like, no, we, we're moving into a brand new facility. And, you know, first day, walk in, I was like, and this is crazy. Like, you know, it was just so beautiful. You know, it's a big old building. You know, a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into making that thing. So, you know, we're just all super blessed and thankful to, you know, be able to go in that building every single day. And you got every resource you need, you know. And, you know, it it's setting you up for success. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I, I know, I know, you. I mean, I know in your smoothies, you got to have the mangoes in it. And the, and the, uh, you got to have the bananas in it. Do you, can you go up to the... Uh, <laughs> I, can you go up to y'all nutritionists? Go listen, listen. I like my mango slightly cold, chopped up fine. Can, can they make it exactly how you like? No, yeah, they make everybody's shakes. You know, they got a bunch of shakes that outright when we get out of weightlifting that everybody can grab from. But me, I have a nut allergy, 
So they got to make me a separate, you know, shake at a separate blender. So she came up, uh, Brooks came up to me today, one of our nutritionists. She's like, your shake's ready when you're done lifting. And I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, you know, you can just go up to them, you know, tell them what you want and they're going to make it for you. You know, it's a, it's a really good thing to have people like that, you know, in the building that are, are willing to, you know, uh, design a shake for you individually, you know, and put in the time and effort to, you know, really focusing on you. You already talked a little bit about the quarterback position, the receiver position. You guys are tight. I mean, I can see the I can see the camaraderie on the field, how much you guys really enjoy each player going out there and having individual success. Man, what are the expectations for this receiver group in 2023? I mean, you guys got obviously got big time expectations for mm-hmm. as far as like a group, but man, what are your expectations for this group in 2023? Yeah, I mean, we have really high expectations on ourselves just initially, you know. Um, we want to be the best receiver group in the entire country and that's our main goal right there you know and it starts now really you know you win the season now so I, th- I think that's our main goal we got to take one day at a time you know really lock it in on film really lock it on getting faster and improving our route ability and you know coach Casey does a great job of getting really technical with everything and I think that's really uh, that's something that our group really needs and um, I think that's really important we really bounce off each other and, and motivate each other and push each other and you know I think sky's the limit with this group so i'm really excited to get back to work with these boys well you your, your position coach coach Colbert. i mean having a guy that's had you know great great success in college i was i was it was in the greatest draft class ever in 2004 yes i'm biased because i was in that draft class but <laughs> how much better of a player when you know listen everything he says you know is is, is real because he's done it as a player but now he's just applying it as a coach for sure. I mean, everybody really respects Coach Casey. You know, when we walk in the, in the uh, position room, you know, we just want to be sponges in there, you know, you know, soak up all the information that he's getting to us, you know, and he breaks things down, you know, to the smallest detail you can imagine, you know. And, you know, when you get that remote in his hand, you know, he's going to hold that slow-mo button <laughs> and point that laser. So, you know, he, he breaks it down to the smallest detail. And that's really important. I'm really, you know, I, I like having... I like breaking it down to every single detail so I can really, you know, it creates the bigger picture at the end of the day. And, you know, I think he does a really great, great job of doing that. And just his experience, you know, he's he's already been there. He's done it. He's put guys in the league, you know, as a coach, too, as well. So, you know, it, it's already in the pudding. You know, he, the formula is there. And, you know, we just got to trust him and follow everything he says. And, and things are going to happen for us. All right, Ricky, man, it's, it's third and it's third and seven. We go, we we throwing the ball. We are throwing the ball. Sorry, 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 O line and running backs. Y'all got the block on this play. What route do you want? Like, it's you and a really, really good SEC DB. What route do you want to route this guy up to be able, like one of those patient type routes where you know the carries? Coach KC is saying, Ricky, yeah, mm-hmm. don't rush it. Don't rush it. What route does what route does Ricky Pearsall want to want to run on this DB to route him up? <laughs> That's a tough question. That's a tough question because I think I can run every route, but I think I like my corner routes a lot. I really like my corner routes. You know, I like I like working the top of the route. You know, using rocker steps and stuff like that. I, I think I, I do a really good job of doing that and getting in and out of my cuts. Um, but man, you can't go wrong with just going deep. <laughs> so I think we could do that one too. So, Ricky, as far as going deep, right, because it's the thing, right? See, you got so many – we got so many videos out now. Every Can't nobody get covered when there are no pads on. You watch these dudes, they're doing, the, they doing the Michael Jackson moonwalk release. Can't nobody touch them. And you looking at this stuff going, that's not real life, bro. Like, yeah. in the game, they're going to put hands on you. That's not – patience at the line is what I hear 
our receivers coach is telling y'all, listen, be patient. Like, don't rush it. Going deep is a is an art. People think, hey man, I just got to outrun it. No, man, I got to, I got to stack him. You know, I got to make sure that I give myself room. When you running, when you when you what what are you looking at? Are you looking at the safety or are you looking at the cornerback's leverage? What are you looking at coming out of coming out of the huddle if you know you got to go route? I mean, just identifying everything, you know, going through your keys. First, you get the play call. So you already know what you're running. And you should know the play call, you know, like the back of your hand. So it shouldn't be an issue to keep thinking about that, you know. And then you got to check the coverage and see what leverage the DB has on you, you know. And if we're, if we're breaking down the releases, you know, you got to have at least three plans in your head. You know, you got, you, you got your first plan. If that doesn't work, you got your second one, you know. And then you got your oh, crap moment, you know. And then you got to pull that one out the bag. But, yeah, you really should have really three plans. And it's all reactive. Really, releases are really reactive. You know, getting somebody off the spot. And, you know, it, it's hard. Like you said, route running is such a hard. I can go on and on about it. <laughs> I don't want to give away my secrets, though. Well, I mean, listen, you, you, you're you a good enough player to where, you know, <laughs> the great thing about college is you love those guys on the other side of the ball. You get to see each other during tour days. And y'all, DBs and receivers, y'all got the most lovely, weirdest relationship you're going to ever see as football players because as much as y'all love each other, y'all keep each other humble. You know, you're going back and forth, you know, with Jay Marsh and them saying, wait a minute, bro, you had a good, you, you had a good play, but I was routing you up. Talk about being able to go up against that level of competition in the offseason to be able to say, look, man, I got some of the best quarterbacks in the country that I'm going up against every day. Yeah, I mean, it's a blessing, just like you said, going against the best quarterback cornerbacks every single day. You know, some guys like Jason, you know, you know, we, I just walk up to him randomly in the building to just start talking smack to him and he talks smack back. You know, that's just the relationship that we have as receivers and DBs, you know. But, you know, iron sharpens iron at the end of the day. So I'm blessed to go out there and be able to, you know, compete with them boys every single day. You know, they make me better. I make them better. And, you know, we just bounce off each other. And it makes the team better, ultimately. Ricky, you've had one year in the SEC, man. Florida, Florida has a rival with everybody. I mean, it, it could be, you know. I mean, shout out to Vanderbilt. Y'all got lucky. All right, cool. That won't that will not be happening in 2023. But you got Tennessee, you got Kentucky, you got South Carolina, you got Mizzou, you got LSU. Mm-hmm. Who did you like going up against the most, and who are you looking forward to going up against uh, this season? Really, everybody. You know, it was my first year, so I was just soaking it all in. You know, going into the SEC, you know, you hear a lot about the SEC and all the environments. You know, and it says the toughest conference, tougher schedule. So you know, you got to take. One game at a time, you know, it's a faceless opponent each week. But I will say LSU, that is probably a game I'm looking towards just because my boy Jaden Daniels is over there. He was my quarterback at ASU, so we got a little rivalry going on. You know, we're really close, but <laughs> we, we FaceTime all the time talking smack. So. <laughs> you wear that cover to number one, man. That's 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 the creme de la creme in Florida. I know. And did you know you was going to wear number one? Did, what, did the coach come up to you and say, listen, man, you wearing that number one because that's that's the way everybody wants to do it. I mean, sorry, Big Dez. There isn't a number one big enough for Big Dez to wear number one. Sorry, Dez. But what is that like, man, knowing that you're carrying on a tradition, man, that got started before you got there, but you're carrying on? Yeah. I mean, and dare I say, man, you handle it, you handle your business with it. I appreciate it. And, yeah, it's, it's super humbling, you know, to be given the opportunity to even wear that number and, you know, just representing all the guys that, you know, wore before me and all the greats that wore before me. But when I found out I was going to wear it, actually, I thought I was wearing number five, if I'm being honest. And that was the number that me and Nate talked about. And then one day, I think it was after OTAs, um, I'm talking to Coach Decker. 
and we're and we're just discussing, you know, what number I'm gonna wear. You know, just we were done talking about football stuff, and then we just, you know, started talking about what number I was gonna wear. And he mentioned to me, I think he, I think Nate wants you in one. And I was like, oh, I thought I was wearing five. And he's like, he's like, no, let, let me give him a call real quick. And then so I ended, I ended up just chilling for a little bit. And then my phone rings and I answer it and it's Coach Deck. And he's like, yeah, no, Nate wants to put you in that one. You know, Naquan's going to get the five. And so that's when I found out really that I was getting uh, number one was, you know, after an OTA. And after that moment, I just, you know, thank him and thank Napier because I know what that number meant. And, and I'm, you know, trying to represent it the best I can. And, you know, it's a blessing. Ricky, you 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 are a guy to me that what I like the most about your game is, man. See, I know what I'm looking. Most people they just want Ricky Pierce all to get open, catch the rock, get in the zone. They don't they don't know what <laughs> you're doing. Like I'm I'm watching certain routes and I'm saying to myself, it's the routes that you just routed somebody up, and maybe the progression just was right to left, and you were you just happened to be you know on the backside. Was there a play this year that you you ride you routed somebody up? You told that DB, oh my freaking god, boy, you saw what I you. You better be you better be lucky that he wasn't looking at me because yeah. the thing about you, you got you got sweet feet. Your feet are always moving. Yeah. Even when you're coming out your rounds. I mean, was it a was it a game this year that you told a DB, listen, bro? <laughs> I, I, I just murdered you. Thank God that the paramedics are somewhere over the trainers. Was it a game that you you just made no, somebody sure. really, really bad? Yeah, it might it might be every game, actually. Might, <laughs> you know, after you round a DB up, you gotta let them know. You gotta let them know, you know, because you know how DBs are. They're pretty delusional, you know. They, they, oh my gosh! Everything. <laughs> no, but for real though, you know, the DBs will sometimes give me props, and you know, I'll give them props too. But you know how it is, receiving DBs. We just go back and forth every play, you know. It's who who can win more battles at the end of the day. I would be remiss, man. You 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 got coached under a guy that you know at Arizona State that I really 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 admire, man. Herm Edwards is a guy that. He just understands football, but he understands people. He, he finds a way to do both. Man, what was it like being coached under a guy that's going to give you a quote in a meeting that you're going to have to write down and try to use for life? Yeah, I mean, team meetings, when you walk in there, you just want to listen. <laughs> like, you just want to listen because, you know, he's, he's probably going to say something legendary that might be legendary for a long time. But, yeah, no, Herm's a great dude, you know. Um, he, he's a legendary coach, yeah. You know, I love him to death, you know, to this day. And I'm just you know, thankful to, you know, be able to be coached by him. And, you know, he's doing good right now, too. So he's back on TV. I mean, let's go through the list real quick. I played with Jabbar Gaffney and Redell. I mean, uh, Jabbar Gaffney and uh, Risha Caldwell, Taylor Jacobs, Carlos Perez, uh, you know, Kelvin Kite, Redell Anthony, Chris Doring. You talk about Van Jefferson and Tyree Cleveland. Now we got Ricky Pearsall out there just carrying on a wide receiver tradition. Because I get it. People get to talk about these other wide receiver positions at these other schools. They be playing when it comes to Florida. They really, really don't want to go through how great of a tradition we have. But to know, man, you represent that tradition in a huge way. You've only been here a year. What is Ricky Pearsall looking to add to his legacy this fall? You know, I'm a... You know, I came back, you know, to prove a point, you know, and I mean, every every receiver wanted in the entire country that Belenikov, you know, that's what I'm chasing. So, you know, that's a big reason why I came back too. and, you know, I feel like I just have a lot to prove. You know, I feel like last year, you know, was just a little a little awakening. But I feel like this year I'm really going to, you know, shock people going into this next year. 
every guy is every every one of your teammates that come on here, man, about about the fam, man, about about moms and pops and even your siblings. What would you say to them? Because coming up, everybody has dreams. Once once football becomes your your love, man, I want to see how far I can take this thing, right? You grew up in. You know, you talk about Chandler, Arizona. You talk about, you know, uh, Corona Del Sol, you know, right there in Tempe that you went to. You didn't even leave the crib. Like, listen, bro, I'm right here and I'm going to go right there. What would you say to your family members that helped you get to this point? You know, just thank you. Really, that's the, as simple as that is just thank you. And, you know, just thankful to have people like that in my life. You know, I got a great family and great foundation. It's like Nate talks about, you know, having that foundation, you know. I feel like I have a really great foundation. They've always been supportive, you know, through every decision I make. And I think that's really important because, you know, a lot of people out there don't have that. And, it's, you know, I'm just truly blessed to have that. And, yeah, you know, I, I just stayed home. You know, 10 people was home for me and I stayed home uh, for a few years. And, you know, they supported that decision. And then as soon as I won the portal, you know, it was right there, right by my side, you know, still supporting me. And will continue to, you know, support every decision I make from here on out. And, you know, I'm going to be sure to, you know, take care of them in the future. They take care of me now. So. Ricky Pearsall, number one on the field, nightmare to any DB, whether you play for Florida or not. I do this to everybody. From Tempe to Gainesville, all he listen, I got a nut allergy, so I my smoothie's got to be a certain <laughs> way. Swag on the field. I'm dripping when I'm out there. Ricky, I really, really appreciate you coming on, chasing that Belitnikov. I like when people say, listen, I'm gonna put my goals out front. Yes, it's all about being, you know, the last team standing, but I'm trying to be the best receiver standing in 2023. You know I'm biased. I will be watching. He is Ricky Pearsall. I am being true. This is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks. Not my reasons. His reasons. Make sure you do the right thing and give us a listen, and we out of here. Appreciate you. Appreciate Thanks. it, Ricky, man. Oh. To stay healthy from high school to walk down the street. They go Arizona State. Now he with them Gators. The great Ricky Pearsall. What's going on with you there, Ricky? How we doing today? I appreciate you having me on. And I appreciate you coming on now, Ricky. Before we even get before we even get to the athletic ability, man, who the hell taught you how to peel bananas, man? What's going on with this banana peeling, man? What, what's up with that, man? <laughs> what you talking about, man? I saw I saw a video that you was making a smoothie, and you even said, "Listen, this is how I peel bananas." Uh, what are you ask me about? Oh, you saw that video? Yeah. Uh, I just heard it's like that's the right way to peel a banana. I I, I think I heard like monkeys peel a banana that way, so I think it's easier. So I just tried it. It worked for me, so I just continue to peel it like that. <laughs> Ricky, you were obviously a you know an incredible athlete coming out of Arizona. Started your career with Arizona State. I want to say you was coached under Herm Edwards um, when you was out there at Arizona State, but then you jumped in the portal. What's the biggest difference? People always hear P5 football. I mean, I respect it all. Mm -hmm. But what's the biggest difference in Pac-12 football and SEC football? I mean, I think football is football at the end of the day, you know. Um, I think the biggest uh, difference between the two conferences is just the traditions that are behind it. You know, um, I think the the traditions here in the SEC just run deeper than the, in, in the Pac-12, in my opinion. And, you know, I mean, it shows on game day, you know, everybody pops out for the games and, you know, the fans are loud out there in the stadium. So I think that's the biggest difference. Well, what was the biggest adjustment coming? I mean, it's, listen, it's hot in Arizona. I've been to Arizona. I've been to Phoenix. I've been to Scottsdale. It's hot, but that humidity yeah. Saying, what was the biggest difference coming from Arizona to Gainesville? Yeah, I mean, you said it, the humidity, really. Um, I remember first day of practice, me and Baby J, we were arguing about uh, uh, what practice would be harder and hotter. And I said Arizona, you know, I told him I'm used to the heat and stuff like that because, you know, it gets pretty hot over there. But, you know, first practice, I ended up cramping calves both locked up <laughs> by the end of the practice. <laughs>
Now, Ricky, you are a guy that obviously highly sought after coming out of the portal, a guy that started coming from the portal. You are you are a guy that's looked upon to be able to help guys like young Hendo and those guys transition when you talk about college football. How how have you embraced that role? Because coming from one team to another team, sometimes it's figuring out what my role is going to be. But they thrust you into a leadership role really, really quick. Yeah, I mean, all the guys welcomed me in right away as soon as I got in the building. And I really, you know, appreciate and thank the boys for, you know, doing that for me. Because, you know, it's a hard transition, you know, going from one locker room to another. But, um, you know, coming into that room, I, I thought I brought a lot of experience, you know, and, and a lot of knowledge to the room. So, you know, I just try to, um, you know, give knowledge when when they're wanting to accept it. And, you know, when, when they ask questions, you know, I'm there to answer for them and, you know, be a vocal leader in that group. And, you know, I think we all kind of bounce off each other in that room, and I think it's a really healthy uh, uh, position room for sure. Billy Napier, a guy that's all about the details. I don't know what phase y'all in. Y'all y'all go through more phases than a person that's trying to get professional help. I love it, but y'all got 39 phases. I don't know what phase y'all <laughs> in now, but what are your what are your uh, what are your, you had a full year under him? What are your impressions of Billy Napier? Yeah, I mean, I have even had a full year under him, really. I got here in the summer, so, you know, I'm still experiencing what it's like to go through, you know, spring ball an entire summer with them. Um, um, I mean, the the fa foundation that he's doing right now is the um, – or the phase that he's doing right now is called a foundation. So, right now, you know, we're just lifting, you know, getting to know the new guys. There's a lot of new guys that came in the first day that we got here uh, back together in our first meeting. They had all the new guys go to the front of the room, you know, introduce themselves and tell us about a little bit about themselves. So I think that's really important right now. And that's the phase we're going through is, you know, getting that, building that bond and, you know, lifting some weights right now and, you know, getting faster. So that's the foundation phase that we're in right now. And Ricky, how, how different is that? Like you've been on a lot of football teams, obviously. We we know each other, but Billy Navy make sure you know everybody. No, no, no. You're not going to just know your position group or the quarterbacks or the offensive side of the ball. You're going to know the equipment, man. You're going to know uh, the nutrition, man. Talk about being able to know these guys top to bottom, who their parents are, what they like to do. And I heard you guys have to go up to the front of the room and kind of introduce yourselves to everybody. Yeah, so he does this thing called Know Your Teammate. So, I mean, it's either after practice or even before that when we're training. Um, you know, you got to be able to identify who your teammates are, you know, know their name, know where they're from, you know, the, the city that they're from and the state. So you really got to know everything about them. And um, after the end of the practice, he'll have three guys come up and you got to uh, and then he'll call out random people and you got to be able to identify who that is, you know, and uh, where they're from. And then also even before that, he even uh, tells us, you know, when we're walking through the building, make sure that you, you know, greet somebody, ask how their day is going and, you know, start a conversation, build these relationships with everybody in the building. Because, you know, these are the guys you're going to be seeing every single day. So having that, you know, bond is really important for not only him, but all of us, too. Probably with Ricky Pearsall, number one on the field. I mean, Mr. Do-It-All, that receiver. We finna, we finna get into it. Now, Ricky, this is the most impressive thing I saw with you last year. Yes, you you a different dude with that ball in your hand. Like, we've seen that again Easter Washington. But I see the 33 catches. I see the 661 yards, five TDs, 20 yards a catch. You were averaging 20 yards a catch. Talk about being, you know, because this was an offense that was built on running the football. We get it. And obviously, you guys on the outside got to find a way to separate when we get to the passing game. But what do you pattern your game off of? I mean, all the highlights that I've seen you going through uh, spring practice or, or the practice in the summer, you a silky smooth route runner, man. I mean, I can see it. You're like a natural hands catcher. What do you pattern your game after? You know, route running, I think that's really the most important thing. I mean, as a receiver, you got to be able to run the whole route tree. I think that's the most important thing. That's what's going to get you open. You know, that's our job is to get open for the quarterback. So I think that's where I pattern my game in. 
you know, you just got to break it down to the finest detail. Eastern Washington, Ricky, they, they call it. They finna call the end of the round, jet sweep. I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know what the play call is, but you know it's coming to you. Like, it's one of those plays who, obviously, as a receiver, you want to call, you know, if it's pass running, nothing against Montreal and uh, Eichi, you're like, look, bro, I want to kind of be 60-40, give y'all 40%, give us 60%. But the play comes in. You know it's coming to you. Do your eyes get big? Do you say to yourself, I got to make something happen with this thing? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm just yeah, kind of give me the ball kind of guy. You know, I feel like coaches want guys like that on their team, you know, that want the ball every play. So, you know, when when my name got called, you know, I just got to execute that opportunity that I was given. And, you know, I actually chew gum in the game. So I'm just relaxed. You know, and I'm just I had the full confidence that, I, you know, it can break at any time. So, yeah, but. Breaking is one thing. 76 yards is another thing. I don't know who the old lineman was. You kind of set the block up. You kind of started on the inside, went to the went, went back to the outside, stiff arm at the end. And my thing is, I'm like, nah, I know Ricky's fast. And like I said, Eastern Washington, love y'all. Appreciate y'all coming down. But at what <laughs> point did you realize, bro, this thing is about to break? Like, because you don't know what's going on on the left side of the ball. You're on the right. You're coming from right to left. When you get to the left side, you think to yourself, oh, my God, this thing is wide open over here. Yeah, I mean, as soon as he tossed me the ball, I mean, I really thought it was going to be a touchdown. <laughs> so before the play even started, I really thought touchdown. But really when I, you know, broke to the left side, I just saw a bunch of green grass. You know, I saw Kingsley running down, Big Rich. So, you know, I know with guys like that in front of me and the O-line that we have, um, I, I know it could break at any moment. It could be a touchdown. So, you know, I just followed those guys and, you know, made made a play when it came in. You put on a route running clinic against Florida State. I mean, it, it was – it was, and, and, I, and I'm seeing it happening – the, hard, the hardest catch for any receiver to me is a nine route on the sideline. That's the hardest catch because you ain't got no room. I got to be able to set him up at the line, stay skinny, and give myself, give myself you know, some room to make the catch. But you put on a clinic. I mean, coming into that game, obviously, you got welcome to the Florida-Georgia rivalry, Florida-Tennessee, Florida-LSU. But we don't like them boys from Tallahassee. We respect them. <laughs> but we don't like them. What what was that atmosphere like, you know, at Dope Campbell going out there putting on putting on one of your best uh, best performances? Yeah, no, it was really cool. You know, all the guys, you know, before the leading up to the week were telling me what this rivalry meant because, you know, it was my first year. And so, you know, I just go and trust those boys and go into it just like how they are. You know, I, I don't like them now. So that that's what it is. You know, and you know, the atmosphere was really good. You know, their fans all popped out because they know what the game meant to them. And, and you know, we, we brought the fight to them. But, you know, we, we didn't finish in the end. But, you know, next year we got we got to rebuild and come back at it. And we got their uh, on the week. On the week schedule, we got them circles. So, speaking of coming back, I mean, you are one of the biggest decisions this offseason. People are thinking, what is Ricky going to do? What went into that decision to say, look, yes, my talents are good enough to go pro, but I mean, I got some unfinished business. What went into the decision uh, to come back for your senior year? I mean, all kinds of things. You know, there's a bunch of aspects I go into, and I, and I honestly went back and forth with it. And that was probably the hardest thing. And, you know, I just trust Billy Napier. And, you know, what he's doing. And I think he's in a, you know, going in the right direction with everything. And, you know, I think that we got a really good QB room. You know, we got Merch in there now. And, you know, Jack was looking good. So I'm excited to, you know, get to work with those guys. And, you know, it, it's a brotherhood over there. And I'm just excited to get back to work with my brothers. Ricky, man, what is this new facility like? I mean, I saw when they unveiled it. I haven't had the chance <laughs> to get down there yet. I saw y'all boys. Y'all got these futuristic looking lock looking lockers. I don't even know what I said. I don't, I don't know if that's a locker or a first class seat on a freaking Delta flight. These things look <laughs> crazy, but now y'all got nutritionists, 
Y'all got a pool, you got whirlpools, you got hot tubs, you got cold tubs. I mean, do they have to kick y'all out? Like, Ricky, what? Get the hell out of here, bro. We know you got an apartment. You cannot stay here. Yeah. What is that new facility like, man? No, you could really live in there for uh, if you really wanted to. They got about everything in there. But I honestly, when I first got here, because when I first got here, we were still in the old facility. And I thought that was nice. You know, and then they're like, no, we, we're moving into a brand new facility. And, you know, first day walk in, I was like, and this is crazy. Like, you know, it was just so beautiful. You know, it's a big old building. You know, a lot of pe- people put a lot of time and effort into making that thing. So, you know, we're just all super blessed and thankful to, you know, be able to go in that building every single day. And you got every resource you need, you know, and, you know, it it's setting you up for success. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I, I know, I know, you. I mean, I know your smoothies, you got to have the mangoes in it and the, and the, uh, you got to have the bananas in it. Do you, can you go up to the, uh. <laughs> I, can you go up to y'all nutritionists go, listen, listen, I like my mango slightly cold, chopped up fine. Can, can they make it exactly how you like it? No, yeah, they make everybody's shakes. You know, they got a bunch of shakes that outright when we get out of weightlifting that everybody can grab from. But me, I have a nut allergy. So they got to make me a separate, you know, shake out of a separate blender. So she came up, uh, Brooks came up to me today, one of our nutritionists. She's like, your shake's ready when you're done lifting. And I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, you know, you can just go up to them, you know, tell them what you want and they're going to make it for you. You know, it's a, it's a really good thing to have people like that, you know, in the building that are, are willing to, you know, uh, design a shake for you individually, you know, and put in the time and effort to, you know, really focusing on you. You already talked a little bit about the quarterback position, the receiver position. You guys are tight. I mean, I can see the I can see the camaraderie on the field, how much you guys really enjoy each player going out there and having individual success. Man, what are the expectations for this receiver group in 2023? I mean, you guys got obviously got big time expectations for mm-hmm. as far as like a group, but man, what are your expectations for this group in 2023? Yeah, I mean, we have really high expectations on ourselves just initially, you know. Um, we want to be the best receiver group in the entire country and that's our main goal right there you know and it starts now really you know you win the season now so I, th- I think that's our main goal we got to take one day at a time you know really lock it in on film really lock it on getting faster and improving our routability and you know coach Casey does a great job of getting really technical with everything and I think that's really uh, that's something that our group really needs and um, I think that's really important we really bounce off each other and, and motivate each other and push each other and you know I think Sky's the limit with this group, so I'm really excited to get back to work with these boys. When you your your position coach, Coach Colbert, I mean, having a guy that's had you know great great success in college. I was I was it was in the greatest draft class ever in 2004. Yes, I'm biased because I was in that draft class. But <laughs> how much better of a player when you know? Listen, everything he says, you know, is is, is real because he's done it as a player, but now he's just applying it as a coach. For sure. I mean, everybody really respects Coach Casey. You know, when we walk in the in the uh, position room, you know, we just want to be sponges in there, you know, you know, soak up all the information that he's getting to us, you know, and he breaks things down, you know, to the smallest detail you can imagine, you know. And, you know, when you get that remote in his hand, you know, he's going to hold that slow-mo button <laughs> and point that laser. So, you know, he, he breaks it down to the smallest detail. And that's really important. I'm really, you know, I, I like having I like breaking it down to every single detail so I can really, you know, it creates the bigger picture at the end of the day. And, you know, I think he does a really great, great job of doing that. And just his experience, you know, he's, he's already been there. He's done it. He's put guys in the league, you know, as a coach too, as well. So, you know, it, it's already in the pudding, you know, he, the formula is there and, you know, we just got to trust him and follow everything he says and, and things are going to happen for us. All right, Ricky, man, it's, it's third and it's third and seven. 
We gon' we we throwing the ball. We are throwing the ball. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, O line and running backs. Y'all got the block on this play. What route do you want? Like, is you and a really really good <laughs> SEC DB? What route do you want to route this guy up to be able, like one of those patient type routes where you know the carries? Coach KC is saying, Ricky, yeah, mm-hmm. don't rush it. Don't rush it. What route does what route does Ricky Pearsall want to want to run on this DB to route him up? <laughs> That's a tough question. That's a tough question because I think I can run every route, but I think I like my corner routes a lot. I really like my corner routes. You know, I like I like working the top of the route. You know, using rocker steps and stuff like that. I, I think I, I do a really good job of doing that and getting in and out of my cuts. Um, but man, you can't go wrong with just going deep. <laughs> so I think we could do that one too. So, Ricky, as far as going deep, right? Because it's the thing, right? See, you got so many. We got so many videos out now. Every can't nobody get covered when there are no pads on. You watch these dudes; they doing the they doing the Michael Jackson moonwalk release. Can't nobody touch them. And you looking at this stuff, going, "That's not real life, bro." Like yeah. in the game, they gonna put hands on you. That's not patience at the line, is what I hear our receivers coaches telling y'all. Listen, be patient. Like, don't rush it. Going deep. It's a it's an art. People think, hey man, I just got to outrun it. No man, I got to, I got to stack him. You know, I got to make sure that I give myself room. When you running, when you when you what what are you looking at? Are you looking at the safety or are you looking at the cornerback's leverage? What are you looking at coming out of coming out of the huddle if you know you got to go route? I mean, just identifying everything. You know, going through your keys first. You get the play call, so you already know what you're running, and you should know the play call. You know, like the back of your hand, so it shouldn't be an issue to keep thinking about that. You know, and then you got to check the coverage. And see what leverage the DB has on you, you know. And if we're if we're breaking down the releases, you know, you got to have at least three plans in your head. You know, you got you you got your first plan. If that doesn't work, you got your second one. You know, and then you got your oh crap moment. You know, and then you got to pull that one out the bag. But yeah, you really should have really three plans, and it's all reactive. Really, releases are really reactive. You know, getting somebody off the spot, and you know, it, it's an art. Like you said, route running is such an art. I can go on and on about it. <laughs> I don't want to give away my secrets, though. Well, I mean, listen, you you you're a good enough player to where you know <laughs> the great thing about college is you love those guys on the other side of the ball. You get to see each other during tour days, and y'all DBs and receivers, y'all got the most lovely, weirdest relationship you're gonna <laughs> ever see as football players. Because as much as y'all love each other, y'all keep each other humble. You know, you going back and forth, you know, with Jay Marsh and them saying, "Wait a minute, bro, you had a good you you had a good play." But I was routing you up. Talk about being able to go up against that level of competition in the offseason to be able to say, look, man, I got some of the best quarterbacks in the country that I'm going up against every day. Yeah, I mean, it's a blessing, just like you said, going against the best quarterback cornerbacks every single day. You know, some guys like Jason, you know, you know, we I just walk up to him randomly in the building to just start talking smack to him and he talks smack back. You know, that's just the relationship that we have as receivers and DBs, you know. But, you know, iron sharpens iron at the end of the day. So I'm blessed to go out there and be able to, you know, compete with them boys every single day. You know, they make me better. I make them better. And, you know, we just bounce off each other. And it makes the team better, ultimately. Ricky, you've had one year in the SEC, man. Florida Florida has a rival with everybody. I mean, it, it could be, you know, I mean, shout out to Vanderbilt. Y'all got lucky. All right, cool. That will, that will not be happening in 2023. <laughs> but you got Tennessee. You got Kentucky. You got South Carolina. You got Mizzou. You got LSU. Mm-hmm. Who did you like going up against the most, and who are you looking forward to going up against uh, this season? Really everybody. You know, it was my first year, so I was just soaking it all in, you know. Going into the SEC, you know, you hear a lot about the SEC and all the environments, you know, and it says the toughest conference, toughest schedule. So, you know, you got to take 
one game at a time. You know, it's a faceless opponent at each week. But I will say LSU, that is probably a game I'm looking towards just because my boy Jaden Daniels is over there. He was my quarterback at ASU. So we got a little rivalry going on. You know, we're really close, but <laughs> we, we FaceTime all the time talking smack. So. <laughs> you wear that covered at number one, man. That's 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 the creme de la creme in Florida. I know. And did you know you was going to wear number one? Did, did the coach come up to you and say, listen, man, you wearing that number one? Because that's that's the way everybody wants to do it. I mean, sorry, Big Dez. There isn't a number one big enough for Big Dez to wear number one. Sorry, Dez. But what is that like, man, knowing that you carrying on a tradition, man, that got started before you got there, but you carrying on? Yeah. I mean, and dare I say, man, you handling, you handling your business with it. I appreciate it. And, yeah, it's, it's super humbling, you know, to be given the opportunity to even wear that number and, you know, just representing all the guys that, you know, wore before me and all the greats that wore before me. But when I found out I was going to wear it, actually, I thought I was wearing number five, if I'm being honest. And that was the number that me and Nate talked about. And then one day, I think it was after OTAs, um, I'm talking to Coach Decker and we're and we're just discussing, you know, what number I'm going to wear. You know, just we were done talking about football stuff. And then we just you know started talking about what number I was going to wear. And he mentioned to me, I think he I think Nate wants you in one. And I was like, oh, I thought I was wearing five. And he's like, he's like, no, let, let me give him a call real quick. And then so I ended, I ended up just chilling for a little bit. And then my phone rings and I answer it. And it's Coach Deck. And he's like, yeah, no, Nate wants to put you in that one. You know, Naquan's going to get the five. And so that's when I found out really that I was getting uh, number one was, you know, after an OTA. And after that moment, I just, you know, thanked him and thanked Napier because I know what that number meant. And, and I'm, you know, trying to represent it the best I can. And, you know, it's a blessing. Ricky, you 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 are a guy to me that what I like the most about your game is, man. See, I know what I'm looking. Most people they just want Ricky Pierce all to get open, catch the rock, get in the end zone. They don't they don't know what <laughs> you're doing. Like I'm I'm watching certain routes and I'm saying to myself, it's the routes that you just routed somebody up, and maybe the progression just was right to left, and you were you just happened to be you know on the backside. Was there a play this year that you you right you routed somebody up? You told that DB, oh my freaking god, boy. You saw what I you you better be you better be lucky that he wasn't looking at me because yeah. the thing about you you got you got sweet feet your feet are always moving yeah. even when you coming out your rounds I mean was it a, was it a game this year that you told a DB listen bro <laughs> I, I I just murdered you thank God that the paramedics is somewhere over the trainers was it a game that you you just made no, somebody sure. really really bad yeah it might it might be every game actually. <laughs> You know, after you route a DB up, you got to let them know. You got to let them know, you know, because you know how DBs are. They're pretty delusional, you know. They, they, oh, my gosh. Everything. Yeah. Now, but for real, though, you know, the DBs will sometimes give me props. And, you know, I'll give them props, too. But you know how it is, receiving DBs, we just go back and forth every play, you know. It's who who can win more battles at the end of the day. I would be remiss, man. You, you, you got coached under a guy that, you know, at Arizona State that I really, 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 really admire, man. Herm Edwards is a guy that he just understands football, but he understands people. He, he finds a way to do both. Man, what was it like being coached under a guy that's going to give you a quote in a meeting that you're going to have to write down and try to use for life? Yeah, I mean, team meetings, when you walk in there, you just want to listen. <laughs> like, you just want to listen because, you know, he's, he's probably going to say something legendary that might be legendary for a long time. But, yeah, no, Herm's a great dude, you know. Um, he, he's a legendary coach, uh, you know, I love him to death, you know, to this day. And I'm just you know, thankful to, you know, be able to be coached by him. And, you know, he's doing good right now, too. So he's back on TV. 
I mean, let's go through the list real quick. I played with Jabbar Gaffney and Redell. I mean, uh, Jabbar Gaffney and uh, Rishay Caldwell, Taylor Jacobs, Carlos Perez, uh, you know, Kelvin Kite, Redell Anthony, Chris Doring. You talk about Van Jefferson and Tyree Cleveland. Now we got Ricky Pearsall out there just carrying on a wide receiver tradition because I get it. People get to talk about these other wide receiver positions at these other schools. They be playing when it comes to Florida. They really, really don't want to go through how great of a tradition we have. But to know, man, you represent that tradition in a huge way. You've only been here a year. What is Ricky Pearsall looking to add to his legacy this fall? You know, I'm a, you know, I came back, you know, to prove a point, you know. And, I mean, every every receiver wanted in the entire country, that Belenikov, you know, that's what I'm chasing. So, you know, that's a big reason why I came back, too. And, you know, I feel like I just have a lot to prove. You know, I feel like last year, you know, it was just a little a little awakening. But I feel like this year I'm really going to, you know, shock people going into this next year. Every guy is every every one of your teammates that come on here, man, about about the fam, man, about, about moms and pops and even your siblings. What would you say to them? Because. Coming up, everybody has dreams. Once once football becomes your your love, man, I want to see how far I can take this thing, right? You grew up in, you know, you talk about Chandler, Arizona. You talk about, you know, uh, Corona Del Sol, you know, right there in Tempe that you went to. You didn't even leave the crib. Like, listen, bro, I'm, I'm right here and I'm going to go right there. What would you say to your family members that helped you get to this point? You know, just thank you. Really, that's the, the, as simple as that. Is just thank you, and you know, just thankful to have people like that in my life. You know, I got a great family and great foundation. It's like Nate talks about, you know, having that foundation. You know, I feel like I have a really great foundation. They've always been supportive. You know, through every decision I make, and I think that's really important. Cause, you know, a lot of people out there don't have that, and it's, you know, I'm just truly blessed to have that. And yeah, you know, I, I just stay home. You know, ten people was home for me, and I stay home. Uh, for a few years and you know they supported that decision and then as soon as I went to the portal you know it was right there right by my side you know still supporting me and will continue to you know support every decision I make from here on out and you know I'm gonna be sure to you know take care of them in the future they take care of me now so Ricky Pearsall number one on the field nightmare to any DB whether you play for Florida or not I do this to everybody from Tempe to Gainesville all listen I got a nut allergy so I my smoothie's got to be a certain way. Swag on the field. I'm dripping when I'm out there. Ricky, I really, really appreciate you coming on. Chasing that Belitnikov. I like when people say, listen, I'm going to put my goals out front. Yes, it's all about being, you know, the last team standing, but I'm trying to be the best receiver standing in 2023. You know I'm biased. I will be watching. He is Ricky Pearsall. I am being true. This is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks. Not my reasons. His reasons. Make sure... You do the right thing and give us a listen, and we out of here. Appreciate you. Appreciate Thank it, Ricky, you. man. Stay healthy.